Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Hello, hello all you fabulous mamas. Ah, wherever you are in the world, I am just so happy that you have found this space. You have found yourself enjoying another episode of Moms Matter where here, yes, you and every other mom listening out there has a story and here your story is validated. Know that your story is sound, beautiful wisdom and you deserve to have that voice. At Moms Matter is important for us that every mom comes to this space just being herself and today i am so excited to welcome a mom who truly embraces that philosophy i feel and shares that message to so many other moms i had the opportunity to meet this mom only virtually at this point but through the blessing of social media we have connected and grown to be little buddies and we love hearing about each other's stories especially because we share one special fact and that we are both stepmoms and so without further ado, I do not want to steal her thunder and share her story. I'm going to let her do that for you. So today I would love to welcome Miss Caitlin to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so, so welcome. I love it. Where are you joining us from today in the world? So I am in Montreal, Canada. So we are quite a few hours apart from each other right now. Yes, it's so (laughs) crazy like I'm thinking of my days winding down once I say Mm -hmm. goodbye I'm gonna be like cooking dinner and have you even thought about lunch yet (laughs) no to be honest it's only uh (laughs) it's 10 a.m for me here okay so you still have time that's okay (laughs) but I will say since you're from Montreal Canada should I actually say a little bit of miss uh maybe uh bonjour mon ami Yes, yes, that is our other language here. I can't say that I am perfectly fluent, um, embarrassingly so. I've lived here almost my entire life, um, but that is our that is our technically the the first language of of Quebec, which is which is the province. So yes, yes. there's a lot of French that surrounds me in my day to day. Yes, it might be one of those like you can kind of pick it up when needed, but mm-hmm. uh, you guys don't speak it in your house then. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. You know, we use it when, you know, if you're at a store um, yeah. or, you know, public service type things, but uh, we don't use it at home. 
Absolutely. And maybe when you want to order some very yummy French cuisine somewhere, <laughs> that, then, it, then it comes in handy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Now, I heard you say that um, almost your whole life, but where were you actually born? So I was born here. I lived, um, I lived for a few years in British Columbia, which is um, the province on the other end of yeah. the country. <laughs> That's where my mom is from. So we lived there for a few years when, uh, when I was a child. But um, the majority of my life I've spent in Montreal. Okay, yeah, clear across the country, which I'm sure just being an American, knowing how big our countries are, there is such a big, I, at least I felt in the U.S., like a big East Coast, West Coast, different kind of feel. Like, would you say that with the cultures, is there a lot different between British Columbia and uh, Quebec? Yes, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. And I've been back a few times since I've lived there, like as an adult and, and whatnot. Um, and it is, it is true because the country, as you know, like North America is so big. So British Columbia is actually like three hours behind, um, <laughs> even where we, even where I am right now. So there's that, yeah. you know, that time difference too. But yeah, there's a huge, there's a huge cultural difference. Um, I would say it's probably similar to the cultural difference, like the East Coast, West Coast in the U.S. I would say it's mm -hmm. pretty similar in terms of, you know, lifestyle and vibe and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty similar in Canada as well. Yeah, it's, it's so surreal and it's so awesome to relate to someone in that because now um, most of my listeners know that I find myself here in Belgium where the entire country actually is the size of the state of in the U.S. of, of Maryland. Um, so it's like in the center, you could drive two hours in every direction and be in a different country. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is so surreal, right? I yeah. mean... I remember, I'm not sure if I shared this with you before, but I originally was born um, not too far from your country. Um, Ontario is about two hours from where I grew up because I grew up in Syracuse, New York. Okay, yeah. And so um, for me, it was exotic that Canada, I could go to Canada. Like Canada is like two hours away. Like, so here is just really crazy to me that my little small country I live in, we actually have three national languages and um, it's just, it's so small, but there's so much different culture. So it is unique to see how your culture kind of shapes, like how you are, or like the differences in your own home even. For sure. And it's so different overseas too. Like I'm sure you have such a different experience over there than you did here. Like you said, like in Europe, you can kind of, you can, you know, hop on a train, hop in the car, hop on a plane for a couple of hours and you're in a completely different country with a completely different language, different, different culture, everything. So it's very different than it is over here in North America, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And it's always that constant ebb and flow and learning and growing mm -hmm. from those, those challenges. And, um, and, and speaking of, I know that um, your family has a very a unique and beautiful situation. And I would love for you guys um, or for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your family and tell us about, um, yeah, what it's like to be in your family. Yeah, so I am, as you said, a stepmom. Mm -hmm. So I have a five-year-old stepson and I've been in his life since he was just about, uh, just under two. Um, so I was 27 at the time. Um, so it was a bit of a culture shock for me in that sense, learning how to live with and, you know, parent a toddler. That was <laughs> pretty, <laughs> that was pretty intense. Um, but yeah, that's our, that's our current family situation. We have him 50% of the time. So, um, 
we have a schedule where it's it's not week on week off but it's more it's like two days two days five days um so we never go longer than five days without him or five days with him and we i live with my husband as well and we actually are expecting a baby at the end of the summer to add to our family so that's exciting oh, as well yeah congratulations <laughs> thank oh my you gosh wow so you at the end of the summer so you must be about halfway now yeah i'm well i'm a bit over halfway now i'm 22 weeks um this week so it's getting a little more real as it's approaching. Yeah, yeah. my gosh. I, I remember I was in your shoes just about mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. And uh, how's your pregnancy been so far? It's been really, really smooth. I can't complain. Um, I've had a pretty easy go. And I, I know I, it's funny because I was telling my husband the other day, like I have all of these, you know, the apps that you get to yes. follow what's happening week <laughs> by week. And and every week I'm like, it says that this is supposed to be happening. It says I'm supposed to be feeling this or experiencing this or this pain or, you know, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not having any of this. Like, I feel really fortunate because <laughs> not everyone is so lucky. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I, I get you because I remember being in the, because I, I too looked up these stats and, um, and, and all the apps. I had all the apps, everything mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. could imagine. And I remember um, there is only about a quarter, so 25% of women that don't experience morning sickness. And did you have any morning sickness? No, I didn't. Me either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mo- uh, moms listening that um, are probably like jaw dropped right now or rolling their mm-hmm. eyes on behalf of Caitlin and I, um, we uh, <laughs> empathize. We are sorry. <laughs> um, no, we, 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 fee- we don't exactly feel you but um yeah I know I I always expected it because I feel like that's what so many women talk about and then I too um what's kind of funny about my story though and I I really um, hope this doesn't happen to you and I am big about not usually uh, sharing any uh labor horror stories but I did not throw up my entire pregnancy and then my my birthday my body I feel like was like okay time to make up for lost time (laughs) and I (laughs) threw up like the entire day but um I still will say my birth was very empowered and very very exciting um and how are you feeling about birth I am I mean I'm I'm trying to just educate myself um you know I'm not I'm I'm a bit of a type a or I've classically been a bit of a type a personality and I want to plan everything out perfectly know exactly what's gonna happen um but I know it doesn't work that way, especially with birth. So yeah. I am doing a lot of research and listening to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and reading a lot just about the process and how to best prepare and really just trying to stay, trying to stay kind of in the mindset of, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily going to go as planned, but that's okay. And, you know, there are certain things that I can have, you know, in terms of my wishes, but I also have to be ready for the fact that some things may not turn out the way that I want them to be and just kind of embrace the fact that it is unpredictable. Yes. So I'm trying to prepare in that way. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's so good. I think that's, that's honestly, it's prepping you so well for motherhood too, mm-hmm. because I think there's so much you can do to plan and it's, and it's healthy, I think, to be at least aware. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it is, it's like a, a baby in a, it, you know, you probably have heard the cliche, they don't come with a handbook. So mm-hmm. it's like, you're like, okay, you're trying to figure it out as you go along. And so I, I really love that our bodies, you know, take nine months to grow a baby. Cause I feel like you have to, you kind of grow into the role too. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like you said, like the parallel to motherhood, I think, is really, is really important. And like that's kind of like even though it's my first baby, I do have experience parenting mm-hmm. or helping to parent a child, you know, from from the toddler years. So, and I've learned a lot from you know the time that I stepped into yeah. that role. So yeah. that's kind of also helped me just in that sense because I did try to really control everything at the beginning in terms of you know how things were going to go and how I was going to do things and how everything was you know the plan that I had in my mind about how everything was just going to roll out perfectly and then coming to the you know the harsh reality that that's just not life and that's just not parenthood and that's not how kids work and so that's definitely um I think that's definitely a blessing for me you know oh are you still there okay sorry gotcha no worries so I think that's definitely a blessing um just for me experiencing pregnancy now and having that you know just having that experience already kind of going mm. into this and and being a bit more comfortable with the mindset of it's okay if it's not going to go as planned yeah exactly <laughs> it's i mean really only other stepmoms i think can fully understand that and grasp that and uh you know something that was also similar in our story and it's I think it's really unique uh, for women like us that were stepmoms first before <laughs> becoming a bio mom because um, in my just my work with step families there's you know there's the moms who joined a family and became part of a blended family and they had their own bio kids so that also has its own dynamics of course when mm-hmm. you're then having your own step kids and then if you have a hours baby with your husband but being a stepmom first it's um, I found it to be and I'm curious how you felt um, you know there is no growing into it it's kind of like okay you whether you start you know dating um, you know your husband and then all of a sudden you become his wife but it's like boom here you go and they're not a baby it's like a at least yeah a toddler or older and uh, how how was that transition going from like a single young woman to all of a sudden inheriting um, a little toddler yeah it was pretty crazy (laughs) and that's kind of where my instagram handle um comes from (laughs) which is the bubbly to bedtime stories because i quite literally like you know went from this lifestyle of being single and living in the city in my own apartment and kind of doing what i wanted to and when i wanted to do it and um and then kind of overnight living in a house in the suburbs with my husband and his son who was a toddler and then there i was you know, reading bedtime stories at night, (laughs) like, you know, you know, being out in the town, whatever. (laughs) So um, it was definitely, it was, you know, I, I went in with naive expectations, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was 27 and I didn't have any, I didn't even really have any friends with kids. I didn't have a lot of experience um you know i worked with kids my whole life in the educational setting as a teacher mm-hmm. um but i didn't have experience in the sense of parenting mm-hmm. so that was a bit of a that was a bit of a whirlwind for sure and like i said my expectations were very naive and i thought that i would be able to come in with this plan and this you know picture perfect idea as to what our family would look like and and also, I hadn't, I hadn't done any research um, about step parenting, and so I didn't really understand 
what my role would be. The only idea that I had in my head was, you know, the role of a mom. I'm going to be,、mm-hmm. you know, I will be like the mom. Obviously, not his mom. He has a mom that he spends the other half of his time with, but I was kind of like, okay, like I'm going to be the mom, you know, in the house. And、mm-hmm. I know what that role looks like. So that's my expectation as to how I should kind of go about navigating this, which, you know, needless to say, as I'm sure you know, didn't quite go as I had expected, which. You hear, you know, in this in the step parenting community, community you hear a lot、um, about step moms coming in and kind of being, you know, su- trying to be super step mom, and then、mm-hmm. slowly coming to the realization that、eh, you have to you have to be flexible and you have to pivot and you have to kind of, you know, you can't go in with all of these specific ideals about how you want things to be. Yeah, it's so it's so true because just like I said a few minutes ago, as well as parenting with step parenting, there's definitely no handbook, and <laughs> it, it's、uh, it's even if I could say、um, in my experience, it's even more challenging because you are inheriting again not a baby, you're inheriting even a toddler has already got their own little quirks and idiosyncrasies and their own values beginning to develop, their own um, disciplinary um, expectations maybe from their mom. And, and even their dad that may different than your own, and it is a lot of navigation because I feel when you're a parent, you have like, you know, complete control, and you know that your child's a little person, and it doesn't mean they're going to be just how you want them to be, but you have that control of steering and and guiding them in the way you want. But with step parenting, it's a, it's a little awkward, isn't it? It's a little like in between. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, I didn't realize when I had. You know, when we had decided that we were going to move in together, and you know, we'd committed to spending our lives together, I had, I had kind of thought that, you know, well, he's only two, so, you know, he he's not even really speaking yet. He's still so、mm-hmm. little.、Uh, you know, I had this naive expectation that that it would be fine because he was so young, and so, you know, I'm going to come in, and he's just going to warm up to me right away, as if、yeah. I've been in his life the whole time. Not realizing that, like you said, like even a toddler has had, you know, already a couple years of being raised by people who are not you,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and you know, they still are quite, they still are quite their own person by that point. Yeah, and that was something I hadn't really realized. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it is a challenge, and it's so different than any other interaction you've ever had with any other kids. I would say because even if, say you you shared, I I could so feel in your heart that you're a teacher, or you have that teacher's heart. By the way, I I love it. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome.、Um, because yeah, it's like you know, with teachers, there's a kind of a little more of a defined role.、Um, you know, you have them for a certain amount of time, or even like nieces and nephews. I think the joke there is like, oh, you know, they can. Come over, have fun, and spoil, and then you get to when they're bad, you can send them back. <laughs> so, or like grandparents, I think feel that. But、uh, yeah, when it's、um, your stepchildren, it is like you. You, I think there's no switch you can just turn off in your heart. I think a lot of women have that maternal instinct, and when there's a child in your home and you you feel responsible for them, at least I I do with my stepdaughter, and I can only imagine that maybe you. 
you felt that same way. And so it, it is like a process. It is like a, um, what is that? Like a firsthand um, knowledge that you learn going through it, I feel. Mm-hmm. For sure. And now your stepson, so when um, you entered his life when he was about two, um, how would you say your relationship was in the beginning? Did he accept you? Yeah, like our relationship and, you know, obviously we had, I had, before we had moved in together, I had spent time with him, Mm -hmm. um, you know, once my husband had decided to introduce him to me and we started doing activities and whatnot. And I guess that was kind of the, that was kind of the piece that was a bit, um, (laughs) you know, um, it kind of blindsided me a bit, I guess, because, you know, when we would go on activities and we would hang out together it was great and you know I even took care of him a few times when my husband had to go do things before we had like prior to moving in together and everything was great and he you know got along super well with me and I loved our time together and that was kind of you know because of that I was like oh yeah well it's gonna be great when we live together like he, (laughs) he you know he loves me like this is gonna be a piece of cake yeah and then it's so different once you're in the situation of actually living with a child um yeah and you know responsible for you know all the parental duties the 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 feeding and the bedtime and you know taking them to activities all those things that are kind of not the you know not the fun little play dates that we would have when my husband and i were just dating yeah yeah, it gets more serious. Like the, it's like next level. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So once we actually um, moved in together, that was when reality kind of hit. And mm-hmm. you know, he was still extremely um, like welcoming of me, and we never had any issues. You know, in terms of our relationship, um, even together, mm-hmm. but. I did, and I don't think he, I don't, I mean, the struggle was really with me taking certain things personally. Mm, So, mm -hmm. for example, like, with bedtime, he always wanted his dad to put him to bed. So Mm. that was something that really hurt my feelings because I was like, well, why? (laughs) Like, Like, I would, you know, I would try and... Um, he wouldn't want me to, he would only want his dad to. So there was a lot of different things like that, just in terms of our routine and our day to day that he didn't want me for, but you know, he was fine to play with me and he was fine, you know, at other point for other things. I definitely Mm -hmm. had my, you know, we definitely had bonding time in terms of other, other activities we would take part in together throughout the day and whatnot. But when it came to certain things, you could really tell that there was, um, that parental bond that he had, you know, like he wanted his dad. And, and that was something that I didn't really understand at the time. And I just kind of thought it was something that I was doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're (laughs) only, you're only human, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you, there's so many dichotomies in a blended family, like so many opposing things. Like he likes me, but then he doesn't want me at this time. And, and like, as a parent, um, you'll, you'll discover yourself. Like, I feel like you, it's weird. Cause as a, as a bio parent, I feel like we have our own guilt and shame cycle that sometimes you, you feel bad for this sometimes for that. But especially I think with a step parent, like you just know, I feel like we're fighting a lot of societal expectations too, that so many examples in society, even in media, like do not paint the stepmother role very highly, mm-hmm. you know? And so 
um, it's almost subliminal. I've talked with so many stepmoms that just say that like, yeah, it's like you almost feel like you're set up to fail. So you want to do your best job. And so those low points sometimes feel extra low or those things that happen, you, you sometimes can't help but take a little more personal because it just it feels like it hurts. Um, mm-hmm. really hard, you know? Right. And it's the expectation too. I feel like on top of that, it is the whole, you know, there, there are these ideas in, in our culture and, you know, Disney culture paints mm-hmm. <laughs> stepmoms as being mm-hmm. evil. And then there's also the expectation, um, you know, that you have from friends or family or whoever that, you know, are you really ready to get yourself into something like this? And so, Yes. You kind of want to, for me anyways, and I know that there wasn't, you know, there wasn't anyone in my life who was like, oh, you, you know, are you sure you want to do this? Like, but I, I felt, I, I just felt like there was this um, expectation or maybe that was my own paranoia, <laughs> you know, like I just kind of mm-hmm. felt like there was this, um, that people around me were kind of like, oh, like that's a big undertaking, you know? You're, you're marrying a man with a child and the child is a toddler and that's a lot to take on. So I also kind of felt, and I've talked to other stepmoms about this too, and it seems to be kind of a common sentiment at the those early stages where you kind of want to portray that everything is going great and everything mm. is fine and mm-hmm. you know you're really killing it at the stepmom thing and yeah. you know you just you just stepped into this you know you just stepped into this role and it's going great and everyone's happy and so that's also something that was hard and like that was something that I tried to you know almost like show off to everyone that it, how great it was going when really mm-hmm. I was struggling a lot on the inside yeah. yeah and so that also prevented me from you know really really dealing with the feelings I was feeling and the struggles I was going through I was kind of just you know I felt like I didn't want to talk to anyone about it because I didn't want to I didn't want anyone I don't want to get the the you know the the answer that we all love to hear which is like well like what did you expect you knew what you were getting yourself into Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or you should have known, or mm-hmm. I tried to tell you, or <laughs> it serves you right. Like exactly all, all of those things, you know, um, I'm curious, you know, you, you painted a very truthful picture of what it is. Um, if, especially I feel like in the beginning of becoming a stepmom. and, um, how would you say that you got through that hard time in the beginning? Um, I did not address it as early enough as I should have for sure. I spent many months at the beginning really struggling just internally with a lot of you know like I like I mentioned the you know a lot of those insecurities that Mm -hmm. started coming up and it got to the point where it was kind of it started seeping into all other aspects of my life and that's Mm. when I really realized that you know it it's not it's not necessarily you know, being a stepmom that is creating this, it's really being a stepmom that has brought light to a lot of these Mm. issues within myself that I've just never dealt with. And I've been able to ignore and kind of put on the back burner throughout my life so far because I could, right? Because I didn't have anything that was really testing me like, like early stepmotherhood did. Um, So it was kind of that realization that really prompted me to be like, okay, I need to, like, I need to make a change here. 
Um, and I really need to put some work into myself and really kind of get to, you know, work through and get to the bottom of what's going on and how to manage these triggers and manage all these emotions that I was experiencing. Um, so that's when I started, well, I mean, I, I started doing a few things. I, one of the first things I did was started going to therapy, mm-hmm. which was huge, like a huge game changer for me. Um, and I'd gone in on and off, uh, you know, a little bit throughout my life, but never anything consistently. Um, so I got into that and I committed to, you know, doing that regularly. And that's when I really started to explore, um, just like the online support space, because Mm -hmm. I really wanted to find people that were going through something similar. And I wish I had done it sooner, you know, in hindsight, but I really wanted to find other stepmoms out there. And I, it was never something I had really even thought about because I didn't know any stepmoms in real life, like in real life. And then when I kind of, you know, started exploring Instagram and discovering blogs and things like that, I was like, oh my gosh, there is a whole community. Like, and I remember the first time that I read um, a blog post and, you know, or Instagram posts that were validating the experience that I was experiencing and the feelings that I felt that I felt ashamed for feeling, I was like, it was, it was a huge relief because I felt for the first time that I wasn't like, you know, either a horrible person or like you know like there was something wrong with me you know just the fact to you know just seeing that these experiences were normal and a part of the process and they were nothing to be ashamed of um that was huge Uh, it's amazing when you can just you know feel that like me too yeah. Like, okay. Like <laughs> I'm not alone. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's so true. You can feel so alone. And it's amazing because I, I hear this often too. And, and I felt it as well that, um, I didn't know any stepmoms or a lot of, uh, you know, other stepmoms tell me this, they didn't know anyone. Um, or, you know, it was that maybe they knew some, but it was always like the people they tried to open up to that they knew, um, or in their family, it was just almost like a little too close to home. It was like a little bit too much of, um, that narrow mindset, like people who felt like they knew every detail. And so it was really refreshing. And, uh, maybe you felt this too, like to find connection online with people who were just there, like to support you and to listen. For sure. And like, and to that point too, I remember reading or listening in, in, um, I think it was a podcast, but it's, it's so true that if like, as a stepmom, if you go to say a close friend or a family member about, you know, a struggle or something you're really having difficulty with in your step family life, especially at the beginning, right when it's new, mm-hmm. the person that you're going to is going to have your best interest at heart, right? And is not mm. going to want to see you in a situation that is, you know, painful for you or difficult. Yeah. And they're going to tell you like <laughs> that maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not a great idea. Maybe you mm-hmm. should reconsider. Maybe you jumped in too soon, you know? So, and that's not the best. So, so, and I, I talk to stepmoms about this a lot too. Like, 
that's not the best kind of person to go to necessarily to you know to try to problem solve these issues because mm -hmm. it's really hard if you're not in it like if you're not in a step family if you don't understand the dynamics yeah. um and you know that person that's close that you're going to and sharing this with is not necessarily and it's not to say you know they're obviously doing it because they care and they love about you they love you but you know it's not necessarily going to be a helpful or productive yes. um conversation that is an awesome awesome valid point i hope every stepmom right now <laughs> <laughs> listen to that you need to pause and rewind because that <laughs> that to me is just golden that was so so good and it's so it's so true you know and and what i love that you did caitlin and i think that we all can learn from you is that um you really took it upon yourself and you realized like you said that um, something's off in me, you know, mm -hmm. like you were like, okay, I've been ignoring some things. Like I have some issues or, or there's triggers in my life I need to tackle because, um, you know, I think we, we can very quickly change so much of our situation. You can't change our, we can't change our circumstances, but we can change mm -hmm. our mindset because there's so much in a blended family that you can't control. And I love that you went for the one thing that you can control. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to encourage every stepmom out there, um, to do, to do the same. And it's, it's a beautiful journey and a process where you can really learn more about yourself in a family, you know, and, um, something that, um, I think really pains my heart when I, when I, um, am, I'm in a lot of stepmom groups as well. Cause that's where I saw a lot of my mm -hmm. original um, online support and, and that's where I still get it today. Um, but I see a lot of stepmoms, um, that have, anxiety that have struggles that have frustrations within their step family and I and I can't help but um kind of ache for them because I feel like they place their anger and their frustration in a lot of the wrong places for sure I, I see a lot of blame that goes towards um their stepkids their their spouses and especially I think their favorite is the ex <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure for sure. And I, I see that all the time too. And yeah. um, that's something that, you know, and as a stepmom coach too, that's a huge um, tool that I encourage my stepmoms to use is the circle of control where you physically draw out, you know, what you are con in control of, what you are not in control of and what you have influence over. And like you said, there's you know, it's it's easy to get into the victim mindset as a stepmom because, you know, so much around you, so much of your family is, um, you know, there's a lot out of your control. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's really about taking accountability. Like, you know, it's it sounds harsh sometimes, but you are choosing the, you know, you've chosen this life and you are continually choosing every day to, you know, be married to your partner to li be living with your partner to be living the life you're living so you know there's there's no purpose that comes in placing blame on anyone else in the situation mm. like the ex or you know anyone really um it's really about taking accountability and looking at like okay what am i not happy with and what is in my power to change right because a lot of the time it's easy to say like well my partner does this mm -hmm. or my partner doesn't do this or it's mm -hmm. the x the x just mm -hmm. creates you know a, a, or makes our life a living hell um but there's so much stuff that you know you do have control over and it's kind of coming to 
through, you know, through, it's a process, you know, it's not happen, doesn't happen overnight, but just kind of coming to the realization that there's actually a lot that you can control and a lot of it is just in regards to yourself and your reaction to the situations and how you choose to respond. Absolutely. Oh, that's so, it's so poignant and so, and so very true. It's so very true. You know, taking, taking accountability, I feel in life is so often one of those like first steps to overcoming a, an addiction or a problem, yeah. right? Is like admitting you have one, admitting like, Hey, there's something probably off in me and what can I do and what can I choose? And I think something that was monumental, someone said to me um, about six months ago was, um, and it was really like blunt and in my face, but it was so good was um, this person said, uh, you chose this life. Like you Mm -hmm. chose this partnership in this family. And no, maybe you didn't know all these extremes and the highs and lows, but remember you chose this, the children did not. Mm -hmm. The children did not change or did not choose this. And also the ex did not choose you either. It doesn't mean that you do not, that you allow them to necessarily like disrespect you, but it's like, it's a lot for them to also adjust to. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me that really like had me just give such a deeper understanding of, especially what my stepdaughter was probably going through and knowing that like, wow, that's so true. This is her normal as she knows no other norm, but to go between two homes and to have two parents that um, don't always agree and um, that are no longer together, you know, and she had no choice in that matter where we as step parents, um, it was our choice. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy, but it was our choice. And it's something that I believe we can continue to choose um, every day in a, with a healthy mindset. Yeah, I love that. And like, also, I mean, just what you said, the perspective taking and the empathy Mm, can be, mm -hmm. you know, it can and make it can make a really big difference in terms of your feelings towards your stepchildren, your feelings towards your partner, right? Like, like you said, the, the children didn't choose to be in the situation that they're in. And sometimes just simply putting yourself in their shoes can help Mm. explain you know, whether it's they're having a difficult day or they're, beha- they're, you know, you're having difficulty with their behavior, whatever it is, it can just help kind of, you know, explain why um, you're seeing that. And, you know, even with your partner too, like one thing that was big for me um, at the beginning, I was so kind of, you know, caught up in my own big feelings, you know, the jealousy, the insecurity, the all that stuff that comes when you know you do kind of realize what it's like to be in the thick of you know living with somebody and sharing a child with you know your Mm. partner's Mm ex-partner um and all that um and so i was kind of so caught up in my own feelings that i didn't take the time to really stop and reflect and put myself in and empathize with my husband you know, who it's not easy for them either, you know, going like going from seeing their kids all the time to going to see to seeing their kids half of the time or whatever, you know, the custody arrangement is, that's a huge adjustment as well. And that's not easy for them. And um, kind of, you know, I had to I had to really stop one day and realize that he was going through a lot too, right? Even if 
you know, even if your partner's not necessarily talking about it or say, or, you know, explicitly saying, you know, how they're feeling about it. It's a lot, there's a lot going on for everyone in the blended family. And it's easy to kind of get caught up in your own experience and you know like I said victim mentality but it's just so important to kind of be really sensitive to to every to you know it's difficult for everyone absolutely so so well said so well said and um, I'm actually curious if you wouldn't mind um, sharing as much or as little as as you'd like but um, how how do you and your husband's ex get along um, we, we get along fine. I mean, there's no, I'm very lucky. Like I know that there's a lot of stepmoms that are in high conflict situations with their stepkids mom. We don't have that. So I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but you know, there's, uh, we, I'm definitely involved in drop off and pick up, um, regularly when I need to. So, you know, there's, there's definitely a amicable interaction there. That's good. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. But you know, it's like in every co-parenting relationship, no matter how uh, healthy and positive it is, of course, it, there's never going to be a hundred percent happy times and agreeance. Mm-hmm. And I think that just goes for parenting in general too, you know, and something you've really brought home today, I think in your message is having empathy for everyone in this mm-hmm. situation, you know, and being, it's like that golden rule, be treated as you want to be treated. Yeah. As well. And uh, something I am dying to talk about, um, <laughs> as it's something I had to go through myself about a year and a half ago, is I had to tell my bonus daughter that, uh, sweet, precious girl, you are no longer going to be the only child <laughs> in our family uh, situation. And so I am so curious um, how is your son, your stepson, feeling about being a big brother? He is super excited. <laughs> He is over the moon excited Um, and he's, it's his first sibling so he doesn't have a sibling on his mom's side currently Um, and he's wishing that the baby would come next week. (laughs) (laughs) That may very well change once the baby actually comes. I don't think he fully realizes like that he won't be able to play with him right away. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's five so he has this idea in his head that, you know, about he's going to play soccer with him and they're going to do sword fights Aww. and they're going to do all this stuff but Aww. yeah he's going to be a bit of a, a a reality check when the baby comes home and you know yeah. isn't very much fun for a little while yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll have you on another episode like yeah. six months in like okay girl so how's it really going yeah, like yeah, exactly <laughs> what is the reaction now <laughs> yeah exactly did I hear you said he so are you having a baby boy yeah it's a boy oh my gosh yeah, wow yeah. congratulations <laughs> I know exactly how that's like now. <laughs> yeah, and, yes. Uh, I, so I have a bit of, uh, I mean, I I have a bit of experience, I guess, now with, you know, having a boy already. So right, right. that's a bit comforting for me. You know, I know, I know it could be very different, but I'm like, okay, I kind of have an idea as to what to expect. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, and at least they'll, they'll potentially like the same kind of stuff. Or exactly, at least you'll yeah. have a little, a very, it seems eager, little help for helper yeah. <laughs> uh, with you to teach all the boy things. Um, and how would you say being a stepmom has helped prepare you um, to be a bio mom? Um, I mean, I think like I kind of touched upon before, especially during the pregnancy process and just preparing for 
you know, birth and and having a baby, I'm really I've learned through experience now from step parenting that I can't, you know, you know, even a very well laid out plan is not going to always go as you expected it to. Um, so I'm really kind of I think it's definitely helped with my mindset in that sense. I don't know if I had the experience of being a stepmom that I would have had to even work through all of that, you know. And so I I think I would probably have a bit more be a bit more rigid in terms mm-hmm. of how I want things to go and how mm-hmm. I expect them to go. Um, and but aside from that, I I don't know. You know, I really don't know what to expect when it comes to having an infant. Yeah, I kind of know what to expect when it comes to toddlerhood. So, so uh, you know, that's a bit more comforting for me. Um, yeah. But I've definitely learned, you know, through I've definitely learned through parenting my stepson. Um, just I'm I'm going in with you know, more experience than I would have otherwise. So that's, um, that's definitely one of the major differences. Yeah, I, I love that too. I love that your stepson's not too much further ahead and that you did come mm-hmm. into his life around two. Um, so the first two years may be like a navigation process. Um, <laughs> but what's, what's awesome in your story, and I, I just want to re- reiterate this beautiful point I feel you just made, is that it's so easy in a blended family to feel and to look at all the disadvantages that you have, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, everything from, oh, I'm not giving my husband his first child, or, you know, this is going to be his second go around. Like, is it a special or, mm-hmm. you know, I have to share my newborn joy with also a child that's technically not mine or not with us all the time. So I think it's easy to look at the downsides. But what I love is that through the gift of your stepson, um, it's allowed you to potentially be a little more um, easygoing and patient through this whole experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, even, even just in terms of like, I would say, parenting wise, um, one thing I've learned through just you know becoming a parent is not to put so much pressure on myself Mm, which mm -hmm. um was hard for me at the beginning because I had no idea how to parent and I had no idea how unpredictable kids were and how you know you could read a strategy online and then (laughs) it's not gonna go as you know it's not gonna go as the person explained and then what do you do so um I've really kind of over the past few years since I have been um, parenting and in his life, I have really learned to kind of let go of a lot of those um, expectations and pressures that I've put on myself. So I think that will, I mean, you know, I can't say obviously yet because I don't have, I don't have a newborn yet, but mm-hmm. I think that will definitely help in navigating, you know, any of those, any of those difficulties or challenges that do come up once I, yeah. once I do have, uh, have a baby. Definitely, definitely. I'm telling you, episode number two, girl. We'll we'll book you back in, and <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll go we'll hash it, it out. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe that time you can grab some bubbles since you'll be able to have them again. Yeah, there and we then... go. That sounds fun. <laughs> and then, absolutely, seriously. Um, you know, one last thing I, I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. is um, something that I think a lot of stepmoms um, go through in our situation. Is you you just said a few moments ago about you know when you became a parent and and how it's taught you so much but 
I can imagine, I'm curious, has anyone ever said to you, Caitlin, um, yeah, you're a stepmom, you're not a real mom? I, I have not gotten that comment. Um, oh, I'm happy to hear yeah, that. I have not gotten that comment directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely had, you know, I've definitely had other um, things said to me that were maybe not so direct, but were maybe alluding to that, um, mm-hmm. or that were kind of, you know, indirectly like, well, when you have your own, when you have mm. your own baby, you'll see. When you have your own kid, you'll see. So I've definitely heard those types of comments, but I've never had anyone directly tell me like, you're not a real mom. <laughs> so I, yeah, I know that's very common. Um, and so I, yeah, knock on wood. I don't, I haven't gotten it so far. Right. Never right. Ever. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're almost there. I'm you're almost there. To, so there's only a few to... months. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, only a few more months to get that in. Although it's... I hope that, um, you don't. And, um, but it's so true. And it's, I think it's so sensitive and certain and our, um, other stepmoms hear it maybe more than others. But, um, is there any, you know, cause you said that maybe not directly but indirectly like you said hearing a comment like oh when you have your own kid yeah you'll you'll understand then um is there any advice that you would give to stepmoms that hear that i mean i think it all comes down to just being the security you have in yourself right if mm-hmm. you're insecure in your role and within yourself and you're questioning yourself and you're in a place of instability then that comment will could you know really hurt but if you're confident and happy and you know you feel secure in the role you've taken on and you know the 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 tasks that you take part of etc then you kind of just have to let those things roll off your back unfortunately because it is you know it, it can be a common conversation that people have with someone who is who is not a stepmom unfortunately so yeah I mean I think it just comes down to being really kind of sure of yourself and just you know yeah okay (laughs) because you're only going to question it if you're already questioning it within yourself right it's so true and I think every mom listening knows what it's like to have those moments of of questioning but it's like overall yeah just being secure knowing who you are and uh yeah and just standing in that and really being secure in that that's very great point yeah exactly yeah oh caitlin (laughs) i have just loved this conversation so much i am like so pumped already to uh, i feel like i'm like your stepson i'm like when did the baby get here so we can talk again (laughs) but we want him to keep cooking we want him to be safe in that in that beautiful body of yours of course um and so um as we come to a close with our podcast um is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation or share any resources that you would recommend uh to our other mamas out there um I mean I think like I've mentioned I'm a huge advocate of you know mental health and therapy and self-care and that to me is honestly the biggest change that you can make um if you are struggling right like we talked about there's you can't control anyone else in your situation you can't control anyone else in your blended family situation all you can really control is yourself and um I, you know, I would say to to any stepmom who is in a tough place, the number one thing I would suggest, which I always suggest, is really finding a, and you know, it doesn't have to be a therapist, it can be a counselor, a coach, um, some, you know, any professional that you can really 
um, talk to about your struggles and, you know, work on whatever it is you you need to work on in your in your unique situation. And then second would be to really find a community um, mm. of set moms um, who share the same experience. And, you know, I like to I like to influence um, or I like to encourage moms, step moms to look for the positive uh, stepmom communities because I know mm. that there's there are a lot of negative communities out there and a lot of negative face group book yes. uh, face Facebook groups that kind of really foster like you know shaming you know bashing of the ex and you know the victim mentality and and don't really foster that accountability piece and that self-care piece which you know is really the only key to the long-term change and long-term happiness yes yes oh my gosh amen i feel like i'm a church girl (laughs) yes yes oh that's so true and uh if you guys didn't pick it up earlier she is a stepmom coach so i am gonna throw that out there right now yeah she is also an incredible uh resource and i happen to also uh stalk your instagram a little bit earlier and i saw that you uh happen to also have your own little uh shop would you mind just briefly sharing what that is yeah so i i sell um some printables on Etsy called the Stepmom Nook. Um, so these were actually tools that I created for myself um, when I needed to work through some emotional triggers that I was dealing with. Um, and it's really based in cognitive behavioral, kind of like cognitive behavioral therapy. I have a background as a cognitive behavioral coach. So that's kind of what I find to be the most helpful tool in terms of you know, reframing thoughts and working through your emotions. And so I created some printable worksheets that are really catered to stepmoms who are experiencing those struggles. Um, so yeah, that's called the Stepmom Nook and it's on Etsy and the link to it is also in my Instagram bio. Fantastic. I will make sure I put a link to both of those in our show notes page, but would you mind just repeating that fabulous Instagram handle really quickly? Yes. It's bubbly to bedtime stories. (laughs) I have to ask, have you ever joined the two? Like, have you ever had bubbles like at bedtime while you're reading the story? (laughs) It's so funny. Somebody actually asked me that before. I can't remember who, but somebody asked me that, but no, I have not. (laughs) I can't say it didn't happen right after, but right. (laughs) Never at the same time. (laughs) I've, I've definitely, um, blended the wine with whining, like <laughs> whining while, well, whether it's my own whining or my son's whining. So <laughs> maybe that, that'll be a future Instagram handle. You're hearing it first. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for just spending this time with us today. It's truly been a real treat. And I so look forward to uh, getting in touch with you in the near future. And I, of course, wish you the absolute best of luck and empowering birth with the rest of your pregnancy and bringing your sweet baby boy into the world. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to our next chat with our bubbly too. That's uh, something to look forward to. (laughs) Yes. Bubbly and babies, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, all you mamas out there, if you guys have just absolutely fallen in love with Caitlin and her story, like I have, please head over to her Instagram. Again, I will make sure I put that link in our show notes page and uh, don't be a stranger. Please reach out and say hello to myself as well on my Instagram. My handle is at the Claymans. And if you want to be in a future episode of 
uh, Moms Matter, you can go ahead and find our link in our bio and we will connect you through to a questionnaire that you can submit your story as well. Because remember, your story is just as valid as Caitlin and every other mom that's been on here. And we want to hear your story because there's so much wisdom and so much beauty you have to offer this world. But until then, I thank you guys for your time. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world and keep on shining, mamas. You glow and glow big. Thank you.